TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck Royce gets first quest. Um, this is a really good song. Oh, I it? love this record. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. It is um, it is Carlos Santana's birthday today. So Okay. Um, figured this would be a good uh, selection. Yeah, I, love I used this. to love this record. Yeah, yeah, I love this uh, song. So, yeah, uh, good stuff here. This came out in 1999, by the way. Wow, was that long ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that album with Rob Thomas and yeah. Smooth and all that and, and the yeah. other song he did uh, with Michelle Branch and all that. Yeah, because so. that was like his first album that he hadn't done. Like, yeah, in it had been time. a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I think he won the Grammy for the mm-hmm. album. Yeah, so that and I think that song Smooth with Rob Thomas was... Uh, was uh, the song of the year or something like that? So, but uh, yeah, this is Maria Maria with what is it? What I say, product G? Yeah, product G and B. Yeah, I forgot. They, I don't think they were in. I mean, maybe I, I, they were somebody. I don't. I, don't I shouldn't even, say I, that. I, I, I was gonna say I, I couldn't even. I couldn't. If you, if you put a gun to my head and said <laughs> name a song, I'd say just pull the trigger. So, <laughs> anyway, four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. That's our Solomon Brothers number text line to be a part uh, of the show. Uh, since we don't have Braves baseball on uh, tonight, and uh, we will have Braves baseball coming up uh, tomorrow night, uh, we'll open up the um, uh, we can open up the phone lines or what have you. But again, you know, we we do this kind of every so often. We um, and we always get good response on this. So we talk a little bit of old school Atlanta. Let me ask you: when you were when you moved here, because you moved here in '92. Two. Yep. Okay. What were the high it, – it's funny to think now because what were sort of the most popular or high-end restaurants when you first moved to Atlanta? So when I first moved to Atlanta, mm-hmm. Nikolai's on the Roof was considered a five-star restaurant. That was the – that's the restaurant I think that wrote – it's at the top of the um, – is it the Westin? The Westin? Ho- yeah, is it the Westin yeah. Hotel? I think that, now that it, it's called the Sundial. Yeah, but yeah. it ro- but the but it rotates, right? Yeah. It's it's on it was on the roof and mm-hmm. it and the and the thing spins, right? Yeah, I that's mean, actually the, where we me and my wife got it, I, I proposed. Okay. Was it was it at Nikolai's or was it well, at Sundial? It was Sundial then. Okay. Yeah. Well when I moved here in ninety three, it was Nikolai's. Okay. Um, because there was supposedly like a three month wait 
to get reservations to that restaurant. Really? Yeah, like it was one of the most popular restaurants and it was high end because it was considered a five star restaurant. Right. Was that because of because wasn't didn't that building get popular because of there was a movie Burt Reynolds filmed here. Yes. Um the one where so there was the fall out of the Peachtree uh, right. the Weston on Peachtree. Um oh my gosh. I I remember he was a thief uh mm-hmm. in the movie. Um but yes, yes, that that's that's where that building kind of became famous. Okay. Um some of the Buckhead restaurant life uh group restaurants or whatever like that, those were real popular. Pano and Paul's uh, okay. was a real popular restaurant. Uh Vinny Vidi Vici, mm-hmm. um, which I think is still right here on 14th, I believe. Well, the sign is still there, but you remember someone told us they closed. Oh, that's right. But yes, the sign yes, is to yes. and that's what made me think they were still open yes. because I drive that way home. And yeah, the sign is still there. So I don't know. I guess they just Their veal was really good. Uh, I ate there, I think it was twice. I think I only ate there uh twice. Um but there were there there's it it's a different it is a different restaurant scene now in Atlanta than mm-hmm. it was when I first moved here because there were well first of all I don't I don't really think that everything was everything wasn't a chain like there was a lot of local flavor right. to restaurants and stuff when I moved here in 93 like there was still a lot of and I'm not talking about just burger joints something like that like again like a lot of the buckhead life uh, restaurant groups um, Mary Max Tea Room, mm-hmm. um, what uh, uh, Pity Pat's Porch, mm-hmm. um, you know those were unique to Atlanta. I don't so even when you got here, Pascal's was still at Pascals, its old yes, spot. Did yes. you ever get a chance to go? No, I did oh, not. No, man. no, I did. I did not go. No. Nope. Yeah, that was that was so for me because we, you know, my dorm room, I could walk to Pascal's. It right, was right down the street because right. I was in Wilkes Hall. Shout out to Morris Brown. Um, so we could walk there, but every time my dad came in town to visit. That we ate at Pascal's, so um, it was that was a, that was one. Um, I just had another one in my head, and I just drew a blank. Um, so you know, you know, a couple of the places like so. For instance, Buckhead Diner. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my my when my mom and stepdad would come down and visit me. That was their favorite restaurant on the one on uh, on uh, Piedmont. Piedmont. Yeah, Piedmont. Yeah. right at Piedmont and yeah. Far. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that was that was that was a cool spot. Like mm-hmm. that was that was a really that like that was a good date spot. Um, that was a cool spot. Um, one of my favorite date spots was Vining's Inn, um, okay. which is in that Vining's area. It literally is at what is that West Paces Ferry and one of those kind of little sites. It was like in an older house, okay, um, right there in the heart of Vining's. It was in an older house, um, just a, a quaint, like nice date kind of spot um, that was there. And I don't even know if that place is opening. And what was it called again? Vining's Inn. It's still there. Is it really? Right at Vinings. It's right at uh, West Paces and. Uh, it's like right where that street curt. Right, right yeah, where, where, right where, where it West curves. Paces yeah, curves. It's still and there. All that stuff. Yeah, okay. it's still there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I haven't been to that place in. Was the food good? Because we pass there frequently, and I always wonder. Well, what I the haven't. Food. I haven't been there in at least fifteen years or more. But I back mean, then, it was good. Oh yeah, it was terrific. I mean, okay. it was terrific food, but it was a good. It was like a really good ambiance because it was like a like a quaint kind of place mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, again, it, it wasn't too overcrowded and stuff like that. It was kind of like, an, 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 and then it was kind of a cool setting, you okay. know. Now, I remember when Canoe opened. Like, Canoe yeah. was a really hot mm-hmm. restaurant when it first opened. Right. Um, and Canoe's still a great place. Like, that's a, you know, about date spots. Like, that right. that's a really great date spot. And that's, I mean, it's really cool, that that scene on the river and everything like that. You know, the ch- right there on the Chattahoochee mm-hmm. and everything right as you cross, you know, on West Paces Ferry. Like, Canoe 
was a really cool restaurant. But there were there was a lot more. It felt like, you know, it it felt like, for instance, like Bones and Chops were were restaurants that were like really high end or really kind of expensive restaurants. Nowadays, they're like middle of the road kind of restaurants. Chops, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that it's 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 less than anything like that. But you know, like it was, it, it felt like like chops or going to the lobster bar, um, you know, at uh, um, at uh, Bones mm-hmm. and all that. Like those were really high end places. They weren't in the frequent old as much as they are now. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it again. Like everything costs a fortune mm-hmm. to, to go out and eat. I mean, like right. everything costs a fortune yeah. nowadays. You know, that was like that felt like that was reserved for like those once a year. Like like my ex wife and I, we did we did my birthday, and that was the SEC championship game when uh, Georgia beat LSU with uh, DJ Shockley. Okay, uh, we had we had my birthday dinner at uh, at Chops, and um, it felt like those restaurants were very exclusive, right? Like I mean, Bones especially. Bones mm-hmm. was. Was a restaurant that felt like it was. Is Bones even still there? Is Bones still around? I don't even. I don't even don't know even if that. I don't think that. Know. I don't think that restaurant's around now. See, I like that was so. that was like the high end sort of steakhouse, and then they had the lobster bar right. and everything like that that came along. But that was like the high end steakhouse. Like even when I first moved here, Rays on the River was yes, considered Rays a very fancy river, ref- yep. restaurant. Yep. Right. I mean. They had the one they had Rays on the river. The one that's actually yep. on the river right yep. there. And then and then up by me, you know, where I live, Rays on on you know, Rays Cr- Killer Creek. Mm-hmm. Um that was right there on Mansell Road. That's still there on Mansell Road. Yeah, but, and then there was one where was the uh, there was another one cuz there was oh, the yeah. one on there, the river and yes. then there was one that's a little more closer into town. There was one right down here in Buckhead right at Peachtree and or no, sorry. Um Lennox and and uh Lennox and Piedmont, right? Wasn't there a ra- wasn't was that, that a raise? You know, like you know, like we're on the part of Piedmont where uh, Twin Peaks is. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going on Piedmont back up toward Roswell Road, mm-hmm. Ray's Killer Creek is right there on the right. It, it's actually in the building before where 680 used to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know where you're it, talking. It's actually about, yeah. across. The, it's actually. The building across the street is where Mark Barton shot everybody. Oh wow! Um, in the day, the day trader that shot all yeah, those people. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. In Buckhead, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, so yeah, yeah. it. So Ray's Killer Creek, I believe, that was at that is on that corner. They're literally right at the corner of Lennox and Piedmont, right there. Uh, I believe that that's where it is. But like even places like like Howls has become a almost like a nostalgia kind of place. But back in the early, back in, you know, again, when I moved here in 93, like Howl's was a high-end, mm-hmm. you know, type of restaurant. Like Howl's was, right. a, was a high-end. Now, it's become, it's become like a, a, an Atlanta tradition, and, and it's like old-school Atlanta. And, you know, again, it has a different vibe and feel now right. at Howl's. Like it, it's become, I, I don't know how you want to say it, um, very nostalgic. Right. You know, but Howl's was considered a high-end. Like that was sort of like a – more exclusive, high-end kind of restaurant back in the old days. Right. See, and for me, it wasn't because, you know, again, I was a college kid, so it wasn't a whole lot of high-end eating Mm -hmm. for me. (laughs) So, But it was a lot of, like, um, good soul food places. So for me, it was spots like Owens that used to be on Old National Highway. Mm -hmm. Um, Like after, like on Sundays, me and my daughter, she was a little, you know, like three, but we'd drive over there and eat. Um 
Big Daddies that's on. It's I think it's back on Cascade, but they kind of moved and I think they came back. But when they were there, so like spots like that are kind of like the the places that are nostalgic for me. But Owens used to be my place. I, I know there's probably a listener out there that knows exactly what I'm talking about. Owens, good soul food on Sundays. Um, again, talked about Pascal's, the original one. Yeah, yeah, and um, I've heard of Pascal's. I did. I didn't yeah. go there, but I've I've heard of Pascal's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think where else back then, man. Uh, but see, you had you know back when I moved here, it was, it was a Atlanta was a huge convention city. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean Atlanta was a huge convention city. Yeah. Like the the World Congress Center was always having something going on. So you had a lot of high end restaurants through Buckhead and downtown and places like that. Like there were a lot of Italian restaurants that through Buckhead, as you went up like Peachtree, you know, headed up, huddled up into the heart of Buckhead, and everything. Like there were really high end Italian restaurants and things like that. Like, right. like you know, it was a it was, and again, I I don't I don't know the restaurant scene anymore. I could talk to Steak about that, but I don't know the restaurant scene anymore. But when I moved here, it was it was a very high end market kind of, and you didn't have like everything was kind of concentrated in town and stuff because. Mm-hmm. The suburbs weren't the, the same as, as they no, are now. No, like, no, no, no. The, the suburbs are the suburbs of Atlanta. I mean, north, south, east, and west. It is it's a totally different environment. Completely now. different. Yeah. I mean, the suburbs are just like they're built now to where you don't have to come out of exactly that. right. I mean, you know, if you wanted to go high end or you wanted to go, you know, like impressive date night and stuff like that, you had to go down to Buckhead or downtown. Right. Like you had to go down to to those those places. I mean, mm-hmm. because that was. Because in suburbia, it was there was nothing. I mean, it right. was again, it was mostly chains and different things like that. But if you wanted to go to an Atlanta style restaurant, you had to go in town to one of the Buckhead Life Group restaurants, or, or again, you know, some of these restaurants we've talked about. So yeah. again, you had to go Buckhead or downtown to go to one of these high end types of places. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I'm trying to think where else. Like, and it wasn't high end, but I remember uh, a friend of the family. That was like looking out for me mm-hmm. um, while I was here. Uh, he and his wife, they they brought me to Hula Hands, you know, because there used to actually be one here in Colony Square, and I believe oh, that's really? the, yeah, I believe that's the one they brought me to. I can't remember, wow. um, but for me, that was like, oh man, this is pretty good, you know. And then they kind of just watered down, and I don't even think Hula Hands is around anymore anywhere. I don't think so because again, the one I used to go to mm-hmm. was on Ashford Dunwoody Road. Yeah, I think I, there was only two. It was the one here at Colony Square well, I and think, then that I, one. I think there was actually I, I think I think there was a third because right on um uh Johnson's Ferry and Upper Roswell Road. Johnson's Ferry and Upper Roswell Road. There was, I believe, a hula hands over there at one okay. time. Uh, there was a yes, I believe. So that area that is, it's one. It's it's Highway 120. It's Upper Roswell Road. Right, highway I know where you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Johnson's Ferry. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. There, there was a movie theater over there. Um, there's been an Italian restaurant. Uh, I think there's a um, what do you call it? The Panda Express over there. There was mm-hmm. a Dairy Queen there at one time. Um, they had a Kmart. Over there at one time, <laughs> um, they had a little dollar movie theater. Um, but I, that was another one. Okay. But I went. But the one on Ashford Dunwoody Road, because the reason we went to that one was because on the weekends, and I think I've talked about this, on the weekends they converted it into a dance club. Oh. 
So okay. they would they would take like one area of the restaurant and they would move all the tables out of the way at like ten o'clock and they have a DJ and they had a dance floor and it would become a nightclub. Club Hooland. Yeah, huh? I mean it was. Yeah, I mean literally, I mean it, it's kinda of funny to think about, but but because again, there weren't you know, it is funny because we've talked about there wasn't that many nightclubs in the suburbs. Right. I mean, now you got everything in the suburbs, yeah, right? I mean, no matter I mean it, right. I mean, everything is a suburb. But in the old days, you know, there was a couple places on Ashford Dunway. I talked about, you know, that 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 plaza, they had hula hands, they had mix, mm-hmm. and they had the piano bar right. um that was all in that little shopping plaza mm-hmm. directly across the street from uh Perimeter Mall. Right. It was all in that little shopping center directly across the street from Perimeter Mall. And that was one of the places you could go party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about greens on Peachtree Industrial, yep. and then obviously you know American Pie in, in Sandy Springs. Yeah, in I mean Sandy that right you know, and Roswell, again yeah. when it was when it was good old days and American Pie, mm-hmm. and they had that little that whole setup there. Um, and then early two thousands, um, you could go over on Ashford Dunwoody Road, where the Rio Bravo was, mm-hmm. where. Um, uh, Houston's mm-hmm. was there was Rio Bravo, there was Houston's, yep. and it was in that Walmart shopping center, and mm-hmm. that and that place on the corner was called Rendezvous. Yeah, it was a nightclub called yes, Rendezvous. Rendezvous. I do and, remember Rendezvous. Oh my yes. God, I was. I mean, again, we were there. You know, <laughs> we were there every weekend. I mean, you know, we again we became regulars at, at Rendezvous, but Rendezvous was was right there on the corner. I don't even know. I think that place is a Japanese or Chinese restaurant okay. now or something like that. Yeah, because I want to say the people that had Rendezvous, I think it ended up opening, like closing and then opening somewhere else. I can't remember where, but there yeah, was another I, I Rendezvous. I almost got arrested at Rendezvous. My buddy did get arrested <laughs> at Rendezvous. Um, I had a cop come up to me, and he was like, uh, look, because we were all jacked up on right. roids and everything. He was like, look, if you came over and helped your buddy, he's like, I would have had to put you down. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, and he pointed he, and he pointed two fingers at me. He's like, right here in your chest. I would have had to put put a bullet in there. Um, oh, wow. He's like, we, we couldn't have probably taken you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably couldn't have taken you guys. Because my guy, my, my, my best friend was like Bill Goldberg. I mean, he right. was 6'1", 290. I mean, he was a monster of a man. And, right. you know, I was all jacked up, too. I mean, so, um, but yeah, the, so, but that, that, that was a, an interesting scene, but you didn't, you didn't have, you didn't have nightclubs and stuff like that by and large in the suburbs. Like they were, I mean, it was, I mean, you had strip clubs in the suburbs, but yeah. it was, it was very hard to find mm-hmm. just like a regular kind of nightclub and dance club. I mean, it was really predicated to just, Ashford Dunwoody, right across from Perimeter Mall, and even yep. Perimeter Mall didn't really have anything no. going on over there. Nope. I mean, they they really didn't have a whole lot of, of activity going on over there. It was that that was it was in that plaza where Mix was. I yeah. mean, that was it was Hula Hands and that piano bar that was there. And then again, like Sandy Springs was one of the epicenters because yeah. again, I lived over there for for years um, on Roswell, like literally just north of of, of Roswell Road on Abernathy, right right above Abernathy on Roswell Road, and. Like I said, I mean, it was a you know four dollar cab ride, seven dollar with tip mm-hmm. cab ride to get to, and this was back before there was Uber. There was no such right. thing as Uber and all that. But I mean, I would take a cab over there because it was so close, right? You know, and I could just drink like a fish. I mean, so, <laughs> um, and that was the. Let, let me tell you, I mean, I'm, again, I, I, for people that know American Pie, like that was the ultimate. Meat that place market. was fun. Oh, that place. That was a place lot of fun. was fun. That place was a lot of fun. I, that was the first time I saw. 
you know, well, I was just kind of floored by the fact that they had the beach outside, the little sand, the little. That was across the street. Well, yeah, but again, I think American Pie. I, yeah, I think American they did Pie too. Yeah, I think they yeah. did too. But they, but they also. But there was had, that place like right next door, wasn't it? No, it was across the street. Was it across? Yeah, the street? it was across the street okay. because they had the beach volleyball. Yes, it was. You're they, right. And they, you're right. And they it actually, was across the street. They actually yep. had some like MMA or boxing fights there yes. too. Yes. Um, I was that good old. Was that good old days? Good old mm. days was was either right there next to American Pie. Or across the street from American Pie. Something was right next to American Pie. I think it was good old days. I think that was good old yeah. days. It was right next to it. And they also yeah. had um, they also had um, a three dollar cafe. Yes, that they was, had that three dollar right, cafe. That was right yep, next sure to uh, to them uh, as well. But yep. um, that's where I fell in love with a Star ninety four DJ, and I can't remember what her name was. It was Tracy something. Wendy Adams knows who it is mm. um, because she reminded me of her, but. Um, that's why I fell in love with that, with that <laughs> Star 94 DJ. That was my 96 rock days, American Pie. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, they would do retro in the metro out on the patio for yeah. 99X. And mm-hmm. again, I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That yeah, was, that place was hot. That was the place to yeah, be. Because I mean, we was... were there on Fridays mm-hmm. when I was with 96 Rock. We would do Friday. Matter of fact, it, it alternate between uh, between Tim Rhodes and, and Southside Steve. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was good time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good stuff there. So yeah, I I again I I had many memorable nights on uh, American Pie. But anyway, we won't <laughs> get into all of that. So anyway, all right. When we come back, we're gonna open up the phone lines to you again. We had a good discussion about this earlier. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. I'm asking the question: Do you have faith and confidence that Kyle Pitts can have that kind of breakout year? Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
Sports yeah. Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening with you. Uh, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. That is our phone line. It's also our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line if you want to be a part of the show. But it's also our phone line. We're asking the question. We had a good discussion about this earlier on in this evening. Um, do you have faith and confidence that Kyle Pitts can get it done this year? You know, um, I, while I understand the idea of, uh, you know, there's, there are things that have to play into Kyle Pitts being successful, quarterback and, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it, it comes to a point where, and, and we've been kind of joking about this all night, about the fact that, you know, the Falcons don't have a player in the top 50 as of right now. Again, we're going to see what number one through 10 is in the as far as NFL best players in the NFL right now for pro football focus. But as of right now, they the Falcons don't have a player that's listed in there. And again, every franchise in the NFL is was represented, you know, by by somebody. And yet the Falcons don't don't have anybody. And we kind of joke about that. And I understand, look, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. Um, but it is an indication of where we're sort of at as a football franchise. And again, we're one of only five franchises that has not been to the playoffs in the last five years. It's hard to do that. You know, again, even the Arizona Cardinals and some of these, they've all been to the playoffs, right? I mean, there's, there's, you know, multiple teams that are not very good. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars have not been a very good franchise, but they've been to the playoffs, right? They were a second round playoff team last year. Won their division, won their second round. The year before, they were three and fourteen, with uh, maybe the most ridiculous coaching situation in history with Urban Meyer and the way that whole thing blew up. And then they won the division the next year. So things can turn very quickly. Players can step up. Players again. We've been joking about the fact that you know, well, Sauce Gardner has been in the league for a decade. No, he's not. He's been in the league for one year, and he's on the top fifty list. Michael Parsons is going to be a top ten player. He's been in the league as much as long as Kyle Pitts has been in the league. So again, you don't have to have guys that played for a decade to be one of the premier players in the NFL, and we just don't have those guys. Now we hope that Kyle Pitts is going to be that kind of player. You know, the hope is that he emerges like that. And when I say, you know, when I talk about the idea of he needs to be Travis Kelsey, what he needs to be is a guy who impacts your football game. Because he doesn't play a premium position that has direct influence on a football game. So he has to be one of those guys. Or why'd you take the guy fourth? If you weren't, and again, people are talking about, well, a quarterback. Okay, well, when you had money or this, that, and the other, why don't you figure out quarterback? If, if you don't have enough confidence in your quarterback, why are we rolling with the guy? I mean, it's that simple. So do I think Kyle Pitts can have that kind of year? Yeah, he has to. Has to be an impact. Now, again, when I say Travis Kelsey, you know, I, I want 100 catches and 1,400 yards and all that kind of stuff. But look, realistically, I'll take 50 catches and 800 yards if he has a dozen touchdowns. I'll take that. I, I want the impact to come from he scores a whole bunch of touchdowns. I want the impact from, again, 1,026 yards but two touchdowns. That's not impact, folks. It's not. And, and the fact is, he's had 96 receptions in the couple of years that he's played with three touchdowns. Three. 
Well, he gets double teamed on. Every good player gets double teamed in the NFL. I mean, again, those those it's those we throw out these tired old tropes. Well, yeah, double teams and all that kind of stuff. Well, every great player gets double teamed. All the all the stars that are on offense get double teamed and all that kind of stuff. Nobody nobody's not accounting for all of those players. But they find ways. They they scheme, they coach, they skill, whatever it is, they find ways to you know, get themselves open and score touchdowns, you know? And that's that's where I'm at with with all of this. I mean, I don't want to hear any more excuses. I mean, I don't want to hear about quarterbacks. I don't want to hear about blocking. You know, he's a really good blocker. I don't want to hear about he's a decoy. Like, I don't want to hear any of those things. I, I, if, if we can't in year three have that, you know, have that discussion about his impact, again, I'm, I'm going to ask, why do we draft him? Not nothing that it's personal against Kyle Pitts. It's business. It's business, because again, it's not a high impact position on the football field, and we don't get, <clears throat> and we don't influence the game enough at those positions. So four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. We can uh, we can get your thoughts. Uh, let's see here, John out Mora. What's going on, John? Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm a. Uh... Uh, first time caller, and I really enjoy your show. Thank you, thank you. I I, I, I was I listened to you earlier about about the DJ. DJ but oh, say, oh. Do, you, do, do you do you remember Chris Morgan? Do, do I remember who? Do I remember who now? Chris Morgan. Chris Morgan, the the radio he host. On, yeah, he used to be on WQXI. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Max and Morgan. That was that was the mid. I used to go watch those guys. I would I would watch those guys over at uh, what is it, Dirty <laughs> Owls or whatever there on Roswell Road. There was a little sports bar over there. I used to go watch Max and Morgan over there when I lived over there. Yeah, Chris, my favorite radio announcer. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember Chris Morgan and Max Howell. They were they were the midday they were the midday show on uh, on the old six eighty. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I came in nineteen seventy seven, so mm-hmm. I've been here since uh, seventy seven. You know, from uh, in, in, uh, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Cool. And I've been here like you know, so I've been listening to WQXI a long time. Oh, and, yeah. uh, but uh, I just want to let you know that I really enjoy uh, that those guys, and I, I and I enjoy you. You know, you know, you know, you do a fantastic job. Thank you. I I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, that means a lot, and I I do thank you for for the kind words. Yeah. I mean, again, I I I always used to have fun with Max and Morgan. I I uh, listen to them regularly. I, again, they weren't the best talk show in the world, but I, I again, they were they were guys that that I listened to. That was that was our sports talk radio back then. All right, D out in Roswell. What's going on, D? Hey, brother. Uh, this is a shout-out Sunday at Singleton Council. Uh-huh. And my buddy Justin Monday and I are big fans. I talked to you about this before. Yes. And we always give you a shout-out at Singleton Council because of Colony Square. <laughs> Thank you. You know, so this Sunday will be a chuckery shout-out, Okay. Course, I, I gotta get. I, I know. I got to get by there. I mean, I just, you know, I... Again, I, I have so little free time uh, nowadays. I mean, the way my schedule is, so I got to get over there because I well, really you I, live up you live up where I do, so you know, I mean, it's hard to get up on Sunday morning. No, nah, I, nah, I mean, I, listen, I I, I got to get by there though because again, I 
I've heard nothing but good things about Saints and Council, and, I, and again, I, I look at it every night, and um, I want to try that place. So I, I've got to get over there. So I'm. It, it's it's not that I'm. It's not that I'm neglecting. It's just you know I, I get so little free time that there's always something going on. I mean I'm I'm doing something on Sunday because Sunday's really my only day off, and usually I got like five thousand things I've got to do on Sunday. So, but I got to get by. Yeah, no. I love it. I, I love the idea that you guys are doing that and. And I greatly appreciate it, but I, I definitely have to get by there. Well, you know, whether you buy it or not, we still give you a shout out because you're our favorite show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so, you. but you know, as far as Kyle Pitts goes, I, I think with our coach and the weapons that we have, I definitely think he's going to get more involvement in the offense this year, um, especially because we don't have. I won't. I can't even think of his name because he's such a horrible quarterback. Oh, we Marcus have Mariota. a new quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And Mariota would throw to one person, and that's about it. So, I think our guy's going to throw things around, and I think Pitts is going to be highly involved in this offense, especially yeah. because of the run game. And I appreciate the phone call greatly. And look, I, I think I think he's going to be a monster in the red zone. I think this is where it comes together for him in the red zone. Let me put it this way. If we're really going to turn this franchise around and we're going to be a perennial playoff team and we're going to start winning divisions and and all that kind of stuff, then he's got to be one of the guys because our draft, our, our high-caliber draft picks have not been quarterbacks and defensive edge players and all this kind of stuff. It's been running backs, wide receivers, tight end. So those guys have to be at that kind of level. I mean, that's just how it goes. You 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 have to have again. Sauce Gardner is a difference maker for the Jets, right? He's a difference maker. You have to have guys that come into your franchise and make differences. And, and they were a good defense. Now now look, the expectations for the Jets are again they're as high as they've probably been since. You know, Rex Ryan had them in the AFC title game. Probably that's the that's the you know last time that they had expectations to be this good with AA Ron, and then you combine all those young players on defense. So again, you don't have to play in the league for a decade. You can be an influence in a year or two in today's NFL. Micah Parsons isn't a 15-year veteran. Sauce Gardner is not a 12-year veteran. Those guys are instant players that come into the league and make big differences on their franchise. And again, that's why the expectations are where they are. People are people are looking at the Jets saying, well, they're like the sleeper team, you know, for the AFC. Now, I don't I, I don't see it because I think the AFC is way too rugged. I think the AFC with the Chiefs, Chiefs and Bills and you know, teams like that and the Ravens and Steelers and Bengals, like it's just way too tough of a conference to make some hay in. But they're still looked at it like that. And again, we, when we draft the players that we draft, we have to have those players be high-caliber, high-impact players. I mean, if Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football, okay? So if we, if we acknowledge that Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football, our guy's supposed to be up at that kind of level. I, even if he, okay, so let's say he finishes number two behind Travis Kelsey as the second best tight end in the NFL. Okay, I'll settle for that. I don't have to have him be number one, but I have to have him be a guy who's a 
true difference maker and influences the outcome of games on a week-to-week-to-week-to-week-to-week-to-week basis. It can't be disappears or it can't be stays injured and all these other things that go along with it. Can't be, well, you know, again, he had 1,000 yards, but he had two touchdowns. They didn't impact the game. We were a 10-loss team. We've been a 20-loss team last two years. 20 losses. That's not going to get better if Kyle Pitts doesn't, you know, you know, step up with it. And, again, it's not a matter of, you know, all everybody has to step up. Well, not everybody's going to step up because they're not talented like Kyle Pitts. You know, why do you think Kyle Pitts was picked number four overall? Why do you think Desmond Ritter was picked in the third round? How many high-caliber quarterbacks, again, Day-Day, Go through, name name me all the top quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, Josh Allen. Okay, well, wait, oh, where is Allen drafted? First round. Okay. Yeah. All right, go, keep going. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, where was he drafted? Uh, he was first round. Okay. Um, top 10. Allen uh, was a top five pick. Yeah, my guy, uh, I don't know, drew a blank on his name, Cincinnati from LSU. Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow. Number one overall pick. Yeah, number one overall uh, again, pick. Jalen Hurts. Uh, right. Um, and second round, so, hot, second round pick. Yeah. Um, who else we want to throw in this mix? Uh, oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Kenny Pickett. You know, uh, yep. again. You know, A.A. Ron. You know, I mean, heck, you can even throw Tua in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I know there's questions because of his health, but the, still. The point is, the point is, a lot of those guys are the top players in the league come from being high-caliber draft picks. Mm-hmm. When you're a first-round, and what do we say? First-round talent is first-round talent. doesn't matter if you pick number one or number 32. You're a first-round player in the NFL. That means you are one of the best of the best of the best of the best. And the reason that Desmond Ritter was not picked as a first-round prospect is because he wasn't looked at as first-round caliber talent. Uh, And that's not a knock against Desmond Ritter, but when Kyle Pitts is selected four overall, you have to have those guys come through your franchise or you're not going anywhere. You can't swing and miss on picks at number four, eight, eight, and all this, and and think you're going to be a good franchise. You can't live off of fifth-round draft picks that overachieve. The good franchises aren't built like that. Good franchises have high-caliber draft picks that produce, whether it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, defensive edge. Again, did we not talk about 70% of the top 20? Sorry, top 10, top 20, and top 25 active career sack leaders all come from the first round. 70% 70% of the top 10, 70% of the top 20, 70% of the top 25. They all come from the first round. That only leaves 30% left to spread out among all the other rounds. It's an overwhelming stat. You talk about high caliber sack guys, they all come from the first round. Very, very few come from anywhere else but the first round. And that's why I get angry about it. All right, more to come. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, and that's the game, the Odyssey.com app.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. We head to the top of the hour. Is it JR Sports Brief, or we got it somebody? It is JR Sports Brief Okay. Tonight. We don't have Josh Hagedone? Well, he'll probably be here, but yeah, it'll be. He's not hosting, though? Not tonight. We don't have Max von Sydow? No, not tonight. But Dom DeLuise? Nope, not tonight. We sure? Positive. Okay. I never know who's coming up uh, next <laughs> after us, so anyway. Uh, 404-726-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers time to text line be a part of the show. Uh, a couple quick things, Day Day, we can clean up. Um, uh, our buddy Reese says that Bones is still around. It is that, still that I it thought so, because where is he? Did he say? He didn't say. So it's still at the same location. Said, no, it hasn't moved. I would guess. I mean, okay. I, I can't imagine Bones ever moving. So uh, Ted and Villarica, our buddy, uh, Baby Doe's, uh, and I was there at uh, Baby Doe's. Yeah, you talked about Baby Doe's yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, Baby Doe's was a very fascinating place. It's right where that RBM dealership there is up on top the hill and Kind of what? What is that? Is that kind of Marietta? I guess. It, I guess it's. it's uh, I know what you're talking about. Where you see right off of 285. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's on the other side of the river from right. where it raises and yep. all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Texture also said that um, he said definitely. I grew up by the East Cobb Hands. So yes. Okay. Um, it, it was. It was in. It was in the. It was in a shopping place that had Hands. Uh, and it was in the freestanding building that was Hands. And then there was also there was also like a British theme restaurant that was in there because there was a Starbucks there on the corner. Um, and then there was something else that was a I can't remember what the name of that restaurant was, but it's a British themed restaurant. Like it was a pub, um, you know, like type of restaurant. Okay. Um, I can't remember what it what it was, but there was a Hands there okay. as well. It was in a freestanding Freestanding building in the middle of the parking lot. Gotcha. That was, that okay, was so yeah, I remember the one that was here, and then the one uh, up there by uh, in that perimeter area. Yeah. So, so. Uh, there you go. Um, Braves today did get it done um, seven to five as they had to come from behind, and Strider was all right. I mean, he got thirteen strikeouts. Uh, he did not get the win as the Braves had to come back uh, in this game, but um, very interesting that they'll start a series with. Um, They'll start a series with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers starting tomorrow. They'll be on the road in uh, Milwaukee, and then they will play the Red Sox, the Red Sox, uh, first part of the week, and then they will be at home against Tru- in Truist Park against the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. So they will see the Brewers six of their next eight games. So that will give you a little bit of a taste and flavor for you know where the Braves are in, uh, in all of this kind of stuff. So just as far as... Uh, again, you know, they'll, they'll see that team a lot. And, you know, again, the Brewers have not been eh, – I mean, Brewers have played well this year, and they've been pretty good. They, they're probably first in a division that's not been very good. Um, good pitching, but I don't know necessarily that they have a lot of uh, lot of great hitting uh, out of uh, all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, again, we'll see what uh, what happens. But, um, obviously, it's not been um, – you know, they, they had the four-game losing streak and then um, – uh, Came back and won uh, today, so they snapped that losing streak. And Strider with 13 strikeouts in, what, five? Was it five innings? I think it was five. Six innings. No, six innings for Strider. 13 strikeouts, one walk in six innings. Still gave up the two home runs, though. Still gave up a couple of home runs, so that's not been uh, a good thing. So, you know, Day-Day, I am um, – so I, I am I'm at the point where I can – now that I've got a few things past me, like, mm-hmm. again, I <laughs> we, – we went – my daughter's about to start high school, right? Right. Like August 1st, she starts high school. 
And um, we went last weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and I dropped about 500 bucks on school clothes. Um, it's crazy. I mean, and, and again, she's a 14-year-old girl. Uh, we didn't get shoes. She's got that. We didn't get, like, whatever, jackets or anything. I mean, it was – we went a whole different – we went a whole bunch of different places. We went to the outlet mall and all that kind of stuff. Or there Woodstock. Okay. And, you know, it was jeans, shirts, sweatshirts. But, again, it was five – I mean, it ended up – I mean, I was I – was, Adding it up as we went to each store, and I was like, "Dang, it's like five hundred something dollars for <laughs> for school clothes." I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I know you got multiples of kids, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how they afford to have multiples of kids um, and just get sucked into. Because again, I'm guessing your kids probably have smartphones and stuff like that. Uh, just one has a phone because he the, the oldest he's 12. Okay. Um so but the other ones <laughs> no, they don't have phones yet. No. Okay. So I mean but even at 12 years old though. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, it. exactly cuz I wasn't too fond of it but, you know. Yeah, I was very anti my daughter getting a smartphone. I didn't mind her having a phone for emergency purposes. Right, but that. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't super excited about getting a iPhone 50 or whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> excited about all of that but but it is crazy. I mean, again, we we just we went a little bit Saturday and a little bit Sunday, and it just it goes so fast. Like the money it just does, goes when, you, when you spend. And again, we went to the outlet malls, right? I mean, which is, in theory, they're supposed to have some some better prices. But the reality is, is that you have to look in outlet places. You got to look for because. Yeah. I, I can find better deals at a regular store than I can. You at probably can. I about to say because yeah. you you literally got a comb at, at the outlets. You you're the, not they're not just popping up in your face. The the only way that you get good deals at outlet malls is when you buy the clearance stuff. Exactly. Like if, you, if you go if you get clearance stuff, like there are times when I get clearance stuff mm-hmm. that it will be very inexpensive. It'll be yeah. a very good deal. But outside of that, I mean, eh, they're they're what they call their sale prices at an outlet mall. They ain't, they ain't they, crap. Nah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they ain't crap for. Nope. Um, for for different pricing and stuff like that. So so now that I've got kind of that behind me, mm-hmm. and we've got like our trips behind us, and and all of that. So I am going to get together an order that I'm going to take it over to the guy in Roswell um, that I met a couple months ago or whatever like that, and send off some stuff to be graded for sports cards. Okay, like so I'm gonna get some of my baseball cards graded nice. out with PSA. So I got the Ronald Acuna okay. Heritage Minor League uh, red autograph card, you know, like the Willie Mays card, right. autograph card that I have, just stuff like that. Like there's some high-end stuff, and I have some I have some older stuff. Like I, I have a couple of Mickey Mantles and some different stuff like that that, again, not not from 1952, but, you know, from the 60s and right. stuff like that that I want to get graded out. And, and we'll probably part ways with, with some of that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. If that if that ticket is right, I wouldn't be mad at yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. And I mean again, I, I, I hate giving up some of that stuff, but um I wanna pay my car off. So yeah. <laughs> I wanna <laughs> you know, I wanna I wanna find a way to pay my car off. So if I can yeah. get, you know, if I can put some of that stuff up at auction and uh see what it goes for, then okay. You know, if I can make um now I've made some good money selling sports cars. I, I, I did several years ago I did a card show. Where I took my collection and and put it out, and I mean, I made thousands of dollars. I mean, oh, I ended nice. up getting thousands of dollars in cash. Um, okay, you know, because I didn't take, I didn't, I had Square set up where I could take a credit card, but I didn't take credit cards, and it was mostly all cash. I mean, it was like 
I don't know, it was like twenty five hundred dollars in cash or whatever that I made okay. on that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna take some time this weekend and go through that. Well, first off, I guess I'm, I probably could Google to see if the box set should should even have anything yeah, I mean, in it. Look at look at go on eBay and see because again, you can see where the auctions ended. Right. So I mean, you can see what what a card. So if a card was up for sale at auction, and and also too, um, like if you really have high end stuff. I can I can I can see the prices on Heritage Auctions. I got an account on Heritage Auctions that I can see what what auctions sold for. Um, that's why that's why I saw that Tiger Woods the thing right. on there. So, um, but you can uh, you can go on eBay and look at their auctions where you, you can get the price of what it closed at. So if it's a you know again if you want to see kind of what what the final bid was on it, you can you can get a snapshot of what the final bid was. Okay. Um, on a card, particular card or a set or what have you like that. So um you can you can kind of find it there. But yeah, I wanna I wanna get some stuff graded from PSA and put that stuff online and, and I've got like I said, I've got a few little things here and there that that I wanna get and you know, we'll see what the what happens uh, with all of it. Okay. And and need to strike now because Ronnie's hot. So yeah. I mean, Ronald Ronald Cunha's red hot. So I wanna I wanna capitalize on that while while I can. So uh, that that card's pretty cool. That, that card's a very cool looking card of, you know, him and the miners, you know, playing for the uh the Rome Braves. Uh, this is when he was playing with the Rome Braves, mm-hmm. and it's a autograph, tops autograph, certified autograph card. So it is. It, it's not like it's some. I handed him a card. And he right. Decided, no, it, this is this is issued right from top. So nice. uh, be very cool. So, all right, uh, wrapping things up next with the love TKO, Chuck in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 